We're going to walk through a story about Jesus. And Jesus is reclining in this house with other people. And one of the guys in this house says to Jesus, blessed is everyone who eats bread in the kingdom of God. This man says, blessed is everyone who eats bread in the kingdom of God. And what he's talking about is one day when we go to heaven and we get to sit in the presence of the Lord and feast with him, how blessed is that going to be for anyone that gets to experience that? Well, then Jesus looks over to the man and he says this. He says, there once was a man who had a banquet. Do you know what a banquet is? Yeah, y'all get it. It's like a big party, a big feast, a big, big night of festivities with your friends, a banquet party. This man is having a huge banquet, and it says that he invited many guests. There were a lot of people on the invite list. The master says to his servant, he summons him and says, I want you to go and tell the invited guest that everything is ready. It is time for you to come to the banquet. And so the servant scurries out of the house and he makes his way out and he goes to the first door and he knocks on it. Do you want to build it? I'm sorry, we said that earlier. I just couldn't go any further. He knocks on the door and he says, sir, the banquet is all prepared. It's ready. You've known about this. The time has come. The banquet is ready. It is time for you to join us. And the, the invited guest says to him, he says, oh man, oh that's tonight. That's tonight, is it? Oh, man. He says, oh, well, you see, I, uh, I just now bought a new field, and I was going to go examine the field, take a look at it tonight. Just tell the master, I wish I could be there, but excuse me tonight. Servant walks off the doorstep, goes to the next person. He knocks on the door. He says, Dude, you won't believe it. The banquet's ready and it's prepared and the master's got all the buffet lined up and we got you a spot right at the head of the table. It's going to be amazing. You know about this. It's time. And the guy says, oh, I just bought, you won't believe it. I just bought five yoke of oxen. And as much as I'd love to be there, I really need to tend to these oxen tonight. And uh, so you just tell that master next time I'm there, you know? All right, excuse me, all right? The servant hangs his head again. He says, surely this isn't, the this isn't going to be the same everywhere. He goes to the next and he knocks on the door. The banquet's ready, man. You know it. You've been waiting for it. It's time. The guy says, man, I just got married. Ain't no way I'm going to be able to be there tonight. Door slams. The servant goes back to the master and he walks into the courts and he says to him, he says, all of the guests have made excuses and they cannot come. And the master is furious. This guy is angry. He's upset because they've known about the banquet, yet now they are rejecting the invitation. And so he tells the servant, he says, I want you to go out into the city, into the streets and the lanes, and I want you to invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And I want you to invite them to my banquet. And the servant says, this is so good. See how the servant has the same heart with the master. The servant tells the master, he says, what you are telling me to do is already done. I've already invited them. They're already here. They're already going to be here. And so then the master says, this is what I want you to do then. I want you to go 
not just in the city, but I want you to go out to the dangerous parts, to the highways and the hedges. And in the highways and the hedges, I want you to compel people. I want you to just urge, I want you to tell them, you need to come. Like you need to be at the banquet tonight. The servant leaves and he te- the master tells him, the reason I want you to go is because I want my house to be filled. I want my house to be filled. Truly the servants, they're not servants, truly the guests that were invited will not taste of the banquet dinner tonight. Look with, him, look with me to the passage you have right there in front of you. We're going to read this story together. When one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed be everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. And Jesus said to the man, A man once gave a great banquet, and he invited many And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. And the first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I I need to go examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife. Therefore, I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. And then the master of the house became angry. And he said to the servant, Go out quickly, right now, urgently, to the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you have commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, go out to the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste of my banquet. All eyes on me real quick. I want you to look at this story and I want you to take a moment. I want you to read it on your own. Can you take 60 seconds and read through this on your own? I want you to take your crayon and I want you to underline things that you think are unique in this story. What are things that are unique in this story? So take a moment, read through this passage, take your crayon in hand and underline, highlight, circle, things that you would think are unique. Take, I'm going to give you two minutes. Take two minutes to do this and then I'm going to give you some, uh, I'll give you a next step after that. Two minutes, go. Here's what I'm going to give you. I want you to, where's my leaders at? I want you as a leader to call on people in your group to answer this question. Who do you think the master in this story represents? Try to be as specific as possible. Who does the master in the story represent? Take just a few seconds to answer that one with your group. Call on someone if you want to. All right. That should be an easy one to answer. I'm going to go to Chuck right here. Did one of your guys give the right answer? Right here? Give us... who. God, yeah. God the Father is the master here. Did y'all get that correct in your groups? Okay, that's a pretty simple one. So here's the second thing. Here's the next one then, leaders. You get to call in the next person. What do you think the banquet, now this is a difficult one, I think. What do you think the banquet represents in this story? Leaders, you can call in your students to answer this one. All right. Y'all feel like y'all got an answer there? All right, I'm gonna go... I'm going to go to Miss Crystal Fallbacher. Did you have someone get the answer correct, you think? All right, so what was your answer for this one? 
The banquet. What does the banquet represent? Heaven. Heaven. That's correct. So here's the deal. Let me ask you this then. I think this one could be a little bit of a two answer here. I think heaven is the correct answer, but I think heaven begins with salvation. Are y'all with me there? So the invitation is yes to a banquet in heaven, but it's also an invitation to follow Jesus in the very beginning, to receive, to say yes to the invitation to the banquet. Does that make sense? Y'all with me there? So if the master here represents God the Father and the banquet represents salvation in heaven, who do you think the invited guest that rejects the invitation in the Bible, who do they represent? Leaders, 60 seconds, go. All right, okay. I'm gonna come all the way over here to our guys group. Who's y'all's leader over here? Trey. Trey, what's up, Trey? Trey, did anybody get the answer correct? Uh, yes. Who did? All right, Aiden. Okay, everybody. Okay, sorry. Only Aiden or everybody? Everybody got it. Okay. All right, so what's the correct answer over here, gentlemen? Lost people. Lost people. That's correct. Is there another? Has anyone got an answer that's even a little bit more specific? I'm going to come over here to the far left right here. What you got? Sinners. I think it's in the same camp, but I think there's a little bit more specific. I'll be there in a second. What you got? People that reject God. People that reject God. But in the Bible... Who could this be representing? I'm going to go right here. The Pharisees is a, I'll take that answer. What do you got? The Jews. That's the right answer. But all of these are in the same camp. I'm with you. Let me explain to you guys what's going on here. When Jesus, throughout the Old Testament, God had told Israel, one day I am going to send to you a man named Jesus. And he's going to provide salvation Basically, he is the invite letter into the kingdom of God. He is the invite to the banquet. And he says, one day the servant will come and proclaim to you that the banquet is prepared. And Jesus shows up on the scene and he says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe. Follow me over and over again. The servant is showing up, inviting them to come to the banquet. And the Jewish people who knew about the invitation who knew about the banquet from years ago, they are the ones that stiff arm and reject Jesus. You know what they end up saying here? When these people reject Jesus, what they're saying is, what you're offering me, this banquet, is not as valuable. It's not as enjoyable. It's not as desirable as what I have right here in front of me. Your invitation to your banquet is of less value than what I have of this world in front of me. Does that make sense? When you think about it like that, that hits a little bit harder, doesn't it? Because we all know if we have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, Hayden, surely we would think to ourselves, the banquet is for so much more. I would cancel all my plans to be part of that party that night. But these cats let a guy come to their door right in front of them, the invitation in hand, and they would say, it's not for me. So then the servant comes back to the master and the servant tells them they've rejected you. But the master tells him, I want you to go get the poor, the blind, the crippled, and the lame. So let me, let me give you an illustration here. Jonah, would you stand up for me real quick? You are going to represent the poor, the blind, the crippled, and the lame for me for a moment. So you might need to sit back down. I'm sorry, never mind. <laughs> 
Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show up to you and I'm going to say, hey, man, listen, we got a banquet tonight and the master prepared it. And I know that you would think you never belong to be inside of the banquet party, but I promise you the master wants you there. I promise he wants you there. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you this. It's an invitation. I'd love to see you there. Okay. See ya. Bye. Do you think that's how the servant did it? Could you imagine someone who is blind trying to find their way to the banquet? Or someone who's poor who looks at the bus stop and says, how am I going to get there tonight, you know? Or the person who is crippled, who cannot get up and walk through himself, how does that person get there? I'll tell you how. It's because Jesus would come by to the one who is leprous, the one who is crippled, the one who is poor, the one who is hurting, and he would walk to them and he would take them and get them to the banquet himself. This is a servant who says, I'm not just here to check the box. I'm here to go all out to make sure that the guest makes it to the banquet. Think about the four friends who had their buddy who was paralyzed and they knew that Jesus was in town. And these cats put them on a mat and they're like marching through the crowd and they're trying to figure out how to get there. And they show up and they can't get through because it's so crowded and they're not sure where to go. So they go around back and they climb up a staircase and they start just chiseling on the roof and they lower their buddy down because they said, we got to get him to Jesus. This is the kind of mentality that the servant has. I know that my friend is in need and he needs to get in front of Jesus. The servant in this story realizes that he's going to have to do something. He's gonna, it's going to cost him something to get his friend to the banquet. It finishes with the master saying to him, when he says, I've already brought the poor, the blind, the crippled, the lame, he says, I want you to go where? Where's the last spot he says? Say it together. The highways and the hedges. That's right. For you guys, when you think about the hedges, you probably just think of the movie Over the Hedge. Does anyone think about that when they hear the hedges? Yeah, all right. When you think about the highways, you have you, your only highway experiences from the backseat of a car. In the Bible, when it says the highways and the hedges, those are the danger spots. Those are the difficult-to-reach spots. Those are the places that are uncomfortable. And the master says, I want you to go to even the hard places and invite the guest. Let me ask you as a student. Has the master called you to come to the banquet has he called you to come to the banquet? Has he invited you and said, now is the time to come to the banquet? Has God called you to follow him? The answer around the room should be yes. God has called you to that. Let me ask you the second question then. What has been your response? Have you been like the Jewish Pharisees of that day where you have chosen to reject the invitation. Whenever I was in high school, I was at the track around my high school and I was walking during PE class and I had a friend in high school, freshman year, who I knew was not a Christian. And I just started, I wasn't good at this, guys, but I just tried. I started talking about my faith and what it meant to follow Jesus and I asked him, I said, what is stopping you from following Jesus right now with your life? You know what he told me? He said, to be honest, that Jesus stuff means I can't do all the things I want to do with my life right now. He says, so I'm going to keep doing me until I get to be an adult, and then I'll decide to follow Jesus. 
For all I know, the master was angry because he rejected the invitation and the guy may never have another chance to follow Jesus again. He may miss out on the banquet forever because he had five yoke of oxen that he wanted to tend to right now. The end of the story tells the servant that he compels them to come to the banquet. And I'm asking you as a student, have you been in a spot where you have now, in your season of life, you have rejected following God? You've rejected following Jesus. Because if you're in that spot, I'm begging you as a young man and a young woman in the room, please do not walk out of this door tonight without making that decision to follow Jesus. The invitation is right in front of you saying, come to the banquet. Do not make an excuse tonight. Do not forsake the truth that Jesus is inviting you to a far valuable, more desirable, and more enjoyable place than anything you can have in your field, your oxen, or in your marriage. I promise what God has for you is far better. If you're in the room tonight and you're someone who says, no, I've already received Jesus, I've done that. Is that anybody in the room said, man, they've already done that before? Yeah, y'all with me. If that's you, right here, listen. You're no longer just an invited guest. You have been equipped as the servant now. Does that make sense that you're the servant, that you're the person who's now called to go and compel people in the highways and the hedges, in the streets and the lanes of the city to invite them to the banquet? Do y'all see the model that Jesus gave us that he says, imitate me here? In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And what that means right here is, you're going to be my witnesses to the invited guest. You're going to be my witnesses to the poor, the blind, the crippled, the lame. And you're going to be my witnesses to the highways and the hedges. I'm going to use you to take the gospel there. So let me ask you students, what are the highways and hedges? What are the streets and the lanes right here in front of you that God is calling you to take the gospel to? Jack, think about this. You're at what school? What's your school? Westminster. What what um what sports teams do you play on? Uh, basketball. Basketball. Do you track too or no? Yeah, yes. You do track as well. Okay. And then um in your neighborhood, what what part of the neighborhood do you live in? What city? Um, Germantown. Okay. Here's the deal, Jack. At Westminster, who is in the cities and the lanes that God is calling you to take to the gospel to take the gospel to? Who on your sports team, your basketball team, and your track team? Who on those teams is God saying, dude, Jack, you need to go out and just be intentional about building a relationship with those guys and inviting them to be a part of what God's doing? Who are the people in your neighborhood, right there in Germantown, in your street, in your cul-de-sac, cul-de-sac, I don't know how you say it, one of them, wherever you live, who are those people that God is calling you to take the gospel to? Does that make sense? Leaders, I want you to take about two minutes, two to three minutes if you would, with your group, and I want you to talk about with them about where in their life right now, can they begin being proactive in taking the gospel? And then I'm going to come back. One last thing. I'll wrap us up and we'll get out of here, okay? Y'all take two to three minutes with your group. Talk through how they, what are ways they can take the invitation to the banquet to their highways and hedges around them. Y'all may be thinking, Corey, you've been talking about going to these hard places, ministering to people that are different than me. That's, that's like a challenge. Like that's difficult to get outside my comfort zone. Like, I'm just trying to go to school, get my good grades, go home, and get a double on Fortnite. I'm just calling a day, you know? Here's the deal. 
I know that for me, whenever I was a student, thinking about sharing the gospel was like really overwhelming for me. And I tell you that because here's the deal. The purpose behind this isn't to, man, put you in a difficult spot. The purpose in this isn't so that you can, at the end of the day, say, I invited a lot of friends to remix. The purpose of this, the master says, is that his house may be full. He wants his house full. And he doesn't want the house to show up. We get to heaven. It's just me and Hayden there. He wants to see every one of you and all of your friends and all of your family and the people from this side of the earth to the other side of the earth. God wants every one of them at the banquet. He wants his house full. And that's why Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, when it says they were in heaven, this is in the future. When we get to heaven, this is what it's going to look like. He says, after this, I looked and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes, peoples, languages were standing before the throne and before Jesus, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and they were crying out with a loud voice. This is what they were saying. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Students, God is in the business of filling his house. He's in, the build, he's in the business of filling the home with people from all over, and he wants to equip you. He wants to take Ethan Rojas, who is an incredible seventh grade student who loves the Lord. He wants to say, I want to take Ethan and send him into his school, into his community, into his high school days, his college days, and use them for taking the gospel all throughout his life. When I was in college, I signed up to go on a mission trip to the Philippines. And I got there, and we didn't know what we were doing at all, but we were going house to house, and we would say, Ayo, mayon buntag. That was our subwano at that time. Ayo, mayon buntag. This lady, Ate Fili, pulled up, and she said, she was this older lady. She was single. She opened the door, and she says, Oh, mayon buntag. And she welcomes us into her home. She gets a coconut out. She was very poor, but she gave us a coconut, opened it up, and we were hanging out, kicking it with the woman. It was so fun. We ended up getting a spot we started sharing the gospel with her, sharing with her the truth of Jesus. And we went back day after day after day, sharing with Ati Feely. And eventually, after about four or five days of sharing with her, she made a decision to follow Jesus. Oh, At the end of that week, I had to get on a motorcycle, and we were going to drive to the next village. And we go by Ati Feely's house, and she says, oh, I have a gift for you, you know? And so she brings us by, and she gives us, and y'all are going to laugh. Try, try not to laugh too much here. I'm not trying to distract you. Here's what I want you to know. She gave us the best that she could. And all she had was food, which was a live chicken. She gave us this chicken, and I'm on the back of this motorcycle, and I've got this chicken on us with our bags and everything around us. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And she is so, she's so sincere handing us this chicken. She says, if you, from America, all of that, she said, if you would have never have come to my home, she said, I would have never have known the truth about Jesus Christ. If you would have never have come to my home, I would have never have known the truth about Jesus Christ. Jonah, there are people in your life that if you don't take the choice, the decision to take the gospel, to compel them that the banquet is for them, that they are invited to the banquet, who knows who else will tell them? And there are people all over every one of your lives that God is calling you as a young middle school student to take the gospel to your campus, with your friends, to your sports teams and your neighborhoods to compel them that God loves them and he has a plan for their life. You can do this. I'm not saying you got to be a professional, guys. I'm not saying you got to have it all figured out and you got it like memorized. 
All I'm asking you to do is to say, God, who in front of me do you want me to be intentional about building a friendship with and inviting them to follow Jesus? Who is that? Every one of you have people in your life that you can do that with. I promise. God, listen, right here, last thing I'll say, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm wrapping up. It's the last thing. God loves you so much that he would invite you to be a part of the cool process of seeing someone who is on the streets or in the highways and the hedges coming into the banquet hall. Could you imagine the, the guy who was blind walking in and being greeted by the master and sitting at the head of the table? You get to play a part in seeing other lives change by just being obedient to following what the master has called his servants to do. Y'all with me there? Let me pray for us, and then we're going to sing one more song. It's a great song. It's called Great is Thy Faithfulness, and it talks about how good our God is. How great is the faithfulness of God that he has allowed us to be a part of what he's doing? Let's pray. God, I love you and I thank you for the good news of the gospel. Thank you that you sent Jesus down the cross for my sins, for everyone in this room. Thank you for the fact that you died on the cross for their sins because you love us, God. You've been so good. Today, we are, man, singing your praises. Great is thy faithfulness today because you've been faithful to invite us into the banquet. And you've been faithful to equip us as servants who are now sharing the gospel with other people. Now, Lord, we, we cry out to you, would you be faithful to allow us to see the blind, the poor, the crippled, the lame, the ones who are in the highways and the hedges. May we see those people follow Jesus. Right now, I pray for the students in the room who are thinking about their friends they want to invite to remix next week. I pray, Lord, you would use tonight's message to remind them that they can do this. They can invite their friend and they can see their friend be here next week to hear the full, clear message of the gospel. I pray, Lord, you would give them the courage to share. Lord, we love you and we thank you for such a great, great night. You've been so good. Thank you for the story of the banquet. And we pray this in your name. Amen.